Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. You have one chance to make an impression with your picture book. The complete picture book submission system will help ensure yours stands out above the rest. Created by New York Times bestselling author Emma Walton Hamilton and 12 by 12 picture book challenge founder Julie Headland, this system provides an easy to follow, step by step, foolproof process. No more fear, no more guesswork, no more reinventing the wheel each time you submit a new manuscript. To get their seven step submission checklist, visit picturebooksubmissions.com today. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E. C-A-L-L dot com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. I'm so on board with today's book. Me too. I can't wait to get this interview rolling. Today's book is There Goes Patty McGee, written by Tutti Nino and illustrated by Erica Medina. This book tells the story of the first woman's national skateboard champion. I love the onomatopoeia in this book. Zip, swish, zoom. These portray the movement and energy of skateboarding so perfectly. They really do. I also love the carefully chosen verbs that add so much action and life to Patty McGee and her skateboarding adventures. We are excited to chat with Tootie, Erica, and their editor, Trisha de Guzman, about the creative process behind There Goes Patty McGee. Let's talk. Tootie, we're going to start with you. This story is all about the first woman's national skateboard champion. And I'm curious, do you skateboard? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> when I was a kid, I did a lot. Yeah. In fact, an episode with a friend of mine inspired one of the scenes in the book. A friend of mine and I were in the mountains standing at the top of the tallest hill. And she's like, I'm going to go down because when I go down, it goes back up again and it'll stop me. So (laughs) my sister and I were standing there watching her and she went down, but she realized she was going too fast and Uh didn't want to keep going. But when she decided to jump off, She was going faster than her feet could carry her. So she just wiped out. (laughs) And my sister and I stood there like, oh, my gosh. And then my friend popped up and she said, I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Can you tell us where the inspiration from this story came from? I did skate when I was a kid, just a little bit. And one day I was reading a local magazine and there was an article in there about Patty and I had never heard of her. I never really thought about who the pioneers were in skateboarding. And it turned out she lived just the neighborhood right next to me. Wow. So I quickly drafted up a story like, what might her story be? And then I researched her. 
and I knew I had to meet her, but I was so nervous. You know, I didn't know what she was going to say or think, and she was super nice, very welcoming, and said I could ask her anything. We met quite a few more times after that first time, and we're great friends. We talk on the phone all the time. And Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love she's that. super sweet. That's so cool. So Trisha, you get this manuscript. And what is it about it that makes you want to acquire it? Well, first of all, it's awesome. <laughs> I think like the biggest draw for me besides, you know, Patty just being a totally incredible figure in history that like not many people know about is the contrast between like her appearance and sort of like the culture of the day and like her just deciding to go for it anyway you know skateboarding now has this sort of like aesthetic and culture that's like more grungy more punk but she was just like unapologetically herself and still like dominated so I thought that was so (laughs) cool and yeah picture books have kind of gotten really sophisticated and I felt like this was the right time for you know, something historical, something like biographical in this vein. Our sales team loves books that are about like overlooked figures in history. So I kind of felt like this would be a slam dunk. And it was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can you give us a look into what the illustrator selection process was like? Well, in-house, you know, we work very collaboratively. The first thing is that I just share the manuscript with the designer working on it. And we sort of brainstorm and find like a list of options. We immediately gravitated to Erica's work because she just has such a bright, wonderful, like pastel palette. I felt like it really captured Patty's energy. And, you know, she's so good at conveying like movement and like dynamic, just scenes so as soon as we saw her Aram and I the designer were kind of like this is the one (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so well done Erica it Um, really really is you did beautiful such a beautiful job thank you guys (laughs) so Erica what made you say yes to working on this project I got a email from Macmillan I was like all right let's look at the story and it was amazing I used to skateboard when I was in high school and then the character and everything right on top of all of that when I used to skate yeah the, as usual there were more guys and girls but also my mom at the time and my dad for them it was not a sport right it was just like that one way of getting in trouble, like looking for trouble. It was like, it's a sport. It's like going and playing soccer. But, and so we had all sorts of conversations about that when I was in, in high school and all of that together and this really strong main character. So I was just like, yeah, obviously. Yes, please. Right away. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so glad you did. It's gorgeous. Tudy, you talked a little bit about researching for the book, but can you give us a look into what your writing process was like for the story? Well, I just want to thank Erica also personally, because when I saw her illustrations, I like almost cried because it was like exactly what I was imagining in my head. And I don't know if you've ever been to Southern California, but it looks like Southern California with like the long shadows on the sidewalks. We have a lot of sidewalks and just palm trees and summer here is sort of calm and quiet but then with patty you know i love the illustrations uh process i did a lot of researching online 
And then I ordered a couple magazines that Patty had been interviewed in. And one of them was Skateboarder from 1964. And so that was really fun to read that. And her responses back then, because that's when she was young and doing all of this. She was in Juice Magazine, which is like a hardcore skater magazine. But I needed to know more. So when I met her, I had to ask her some questions. And she was so cute because I would say, well, what were some of the difficult things that you encountered? And she would be like, oh, nothing. It was just fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So I really had to imagine like, okay, what would have been difficult? And then I would ask her, you know, well, was it hard being the only girl? And she'd go, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's awesome. Trisha, what was the editing process like for this story? Poor Tootie probably had to revise, I don't know, four or five times for me. We connected because I had presented at an SCBWI conference in SoCal and, you know, she submitted the manuscript and I immediately like glommed onto it. It was very early in my Macmillan career and I kind of was like concerned with making it as polished as it could be because I didn't want anyone to have a reason to say no. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it was so tight and so just like full of energy. A lot of it was just like edits about cohesion, about flow, things like fact checking or making sure that like logically it made sense. But the story that you see now is very much what I received. I love that. So Erica, we're back to you. The color palette just brings me right to the place of the book. So I'm wondering about your whole illustrative process for this story, but also how do you settle on a color palette? When I was thinking about the color palette, and obviously there are some colors that I go to, right? Like I have preference, but I do remember having my notes and just like samples and I had California written down. It had to feel like that. And so I started with pictures. So I had tons of pictures of just California everywhere, but also people skating. The cover of that magazine where Patty McGee is upside down. So I had that. And I think in that one, she is wearing something like a red sweater. And so her hair is blonde, right? So that's where I could start. In another picture that I saw, a colored one, she was wearing green. So I had those three. I was like, okay, everything has to, like, even though it's California and everything, it has to spin around uh, Patty. So she had that um, palette, like that was her base. And so after that, I was like, okay, so that is perfect. So we need like, oranges so everything was about the mood right Mm. and eventually it started to look okay together but I I had so many pictures and eventually it happened (laughs) (laughs) it did yeah I I just went with the mood (laughs) and everything had to go around like it had to hug Patty in a way Mm. I love that we have one more question for each of you Trisha let's ask you first When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Wow, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, first of all, I think I'd love for them to just have their curiosity and excitement sparked for the sport, for this like amazing figure, for the power of, you know, sports or hobbies to empower you. I think that it's really important to make it like clear to young women and people who maybe aren't traditionally represented in a certain space that they can take that 
ownership. So even if it's not skating, if it's something else, like, I don't know, rock climbing, bicycling, whatever, I just want like young readers to look at Patty and think if she can do it, then I want to try to. I love that. She is so inspiring. And I think this book definitely does that. Absolutely. I totally agree. Erica, when someone reads There Goes Patty McGee, what do you hope they feel or learn? I want them to go through the pages where she is falling down and getting bruises, etc. And go like, all right, that's going to happen. I'm going to fall and I'm going to have to get up. (laughs) That's okay. It's part of the whole process. Yes. Okay, Tootie. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I want them to see how brave Patty was in that time to go riding around in her neighborhood. And she was really the only girl. And I want young people to know that skateboarding is a sport. You know, I was never good at team sports, but I was good at solitary sports, you know, like running or skateboarding or bike riding. I would love for uh, skateboarding and surfing and hiking and for kids to know that they're part of a sport and they can go do it anytime, anywhere, and you can keep doing it as an adult. A big thank you to Tootie, Erica, and Trisha for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for There Goes Patty McGee. Check out the show notes to learn more about Tootie and Erica. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and... Happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.